Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. I'm Mummy. Uh, my name is Carol. I'm a writer, a producer, and we don't eat people. I'm Daddy. My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, duh, and the last dog on earth. We're parents to a seven-year-old named Wu and a five-year-old named Boo, and we love horror movies. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDaddyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review wherever you listen. We love to read them, and they help other creeps like you find the show. Hello, creeps. <laughs> hello. Hello, Josh. Hello. 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 How's it going? I'm doing well, a little sweaty, and climate anxiety at a at an eight right now. I mm. think, and otherwise, um, mm-hmm. enjoying the end of summer here. Mm, you yes. know, yeah, trying to soak it up. Yeah, I mean the beginning of the heat, but the last days of the children being out of school. Truly, and almost in like a weird. Um, time warp moment they we had to give boo a bath for doctor's reasons tonight (laughs) as though we don't usually bathe him well as opposed to a shower it's a fair clarification and uh, the doctor said you must bathe. you gotta bathe him that's the problem guys yeah yeah um that's the smell is Mm. and the the rash and the oozing (laughs) is from not washing um but then his the the boyos have been having so much fun playing together lately Mm. they've been so good on that tip Mm. still fighting and stuff but also playing super well together uh that woo wanted a bath too and he hasn't had a bath in i mean months maybe a year at this point he's been in all showers all the time and so like there were things he didn't know that we were like playing with in the bath he did you know and like (laughs) and then they just kept playing in the bath like Uh. Boo came back after he got his jammies on. They were just playing there at yeah. the tub. It was just very cute. They missed the brother's bath. They missed the brother's bath. Mm. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like our epic road trip that we just went on. We got to chat about it. We're going to get into it, but we, we've been all over. And I think that it was really, really good for our little family. I do too. Yeah. It was a lot of brother bonding time. Yeah, because they were really all they had, all brothers all the time, other than a brief sojourn with cousin Hu, and also <laughs> some new step cousins who they hadn't, they're not new step cousins, <laughs> <laughs> but they hadn't really met them before and spent time with yes, them. And yes. it was really special. And also, of course, Lou and Goo. Um, yes. We, what's crazy is we were on the road trip last episode and we're here now. Like we just yeah. got, we just got off the road trip. Yeah. And this episode's coming out in two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put this in perspective in a timeline you all can understand. This is a full month on the road. <laughs> Uh, all up and down the East Coast, yeah. Delaware to Maine, 
we did Woo. it all. I'm going to check the odometer. I'm really curious how far we drove. Yeah, my dad did ask me, and I didn't know. He can do the math and let us know. That oh, he actually said to check the receipt. So you're going to do that. Check the receipts. <laughs> I can do that right now. Yeah, go ahead. Well, let's maybe, no. maybe later. Um, okay, do you, I have the mileage here. Okay. Your dad's absolutely right. Should I guess? It's right here in the invoice, and I, of course, want you to guess. Okay. I'm going to guess 900 miles. That's a good guess. Okay. What is it? Uh, oh, you, okay. Uh, it's <laughs> 2,355 miles. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were in the car. It was a bad guess. How dare you? It was a good guess. It was just it was not a the guess. right guess. It yeah. was a guess. It's a reasonable guess, like 1,000 miles from Florida to massachusetts probably yeah we drove a lot okay that's crazy also call them call them i gotta call them because i feel like it's also well we're not charged by the mile so there's no reason to inflate that but oh you want me to call them to make sure this number is accurate (laughs) not to dispute the gas charge (laughs) i I just have one question (laughs) (laughs) genie rules apply i know when you call six to rent a car (laughs) okay Uh, this road trip though how am i doing so how are you, you doing um <laughs> i i've caught really... up with the rental cards now it's your turn <laughs> yes we will talk about the road trip because we're doing the, the road ah oh. uh, and it just it just was absolute synergy or synchroni- <laughs> synchronicity <laughs> That we chose this? That we chose this. And we did it for the joke of being on the road. But I also was feeling this movie today. Today I was a very tough day. As mm. you mentioned, your climate anxiety is an eight. I'm sure that the wildfires in Maui, in Lahaina, have been stressing you out. It had been stressing me out sad. as well. It's so sad. The banyan tree mm-hmm. is burn up it is i did see i know i saw i saw that it could grow back it could grow back back. but let me tell you about my day please this is this plays into it so i read a very disturbing article about ai i'm sure that everyone does that every day (laughs) or maybe they don't and maybe they should this one was from time.com and uh it was written like two days ago and it was just terrifying about just how advanced AI is. And I was like, okay, mild panic attack. Then the wildfires, I was learning about the tree being burnt up. That was very depressing. We have spent time in Maui. We've been to that tree. It's very, very sad. Then something happened with my job where I thought, I thought that maybe it was going to get canceled for like financial reasons with you know, with part of, you know, one of the arms of uh, people who are involved. And that really freaked me out in like a, you know, obviously the strike is is affecting all of us and especially anyone in the entertainment entertainment industry. Um, I'm lucky to still be able to be working, but I thought it would, I was very unsure of a job that I had already begun working on today. And so that really rattled me just of like, 
oh my God, oh God, what's happening? You know, like yeah. the uncertainty. And then <laughs> I, I did have to take one of the kids, I had to take Boo to the doctor. It, it's totally fine, but it was just a whole thing of like, oh, we have an appointment at five open. Okay, I'm like, okay, let's go. You know, kind of having yeah. to like just getting the kids to go anywhere after camp. They did great, but like I had to be on a call while I was driving. You know, it was just like a whole thing. Yeah. And this is just, I'm just describing daily life of every parent almost. But I, <laughs> as we were coming back from the doctors, uh-huh. and meanwhile, Woo is throwing level 10 meltdown like truly just emotional release from the day meltdown about a sticker and keep in mind the doctor's appointment was for boo our dear listeners yes his younger brother yeah and it was there you know it was pretty easy peasy on all fronts but it really was just like anything could have set it off he just needed to like get it all out and that is fine but you know it was a lot it's a lot and it's annoying yeah um and then to top it all off as this right after he was like calming down i heard a song on the radio josh (sighs) and i'm relieved to know that it has come out this year which of course we're oh we're eight months in yeah so i could still i could still be very late to the game here Uh if the game is uh anything that anyone's playing which i hope it's not um did you know that Fallout Boy did a cover of We Didn't Start the Fire? Yes. I uh, I have not listened to it because I refused to. Um, oh, my I had no idea God. it was important to anybody enough to play on the radio. I but... have never heard it. I didn't know it existed. I hear the opening licks and I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. No, no, no. And then it's basically just a laundry list of everything you could have a panic attack about. Right. And I just, I mean, it was, it was very funny, but I, Which I guess the original insane. one was too, but did anybody have panic attacks about the original one or was like just less? Or we were just too young to give a shit. I don't yeah. Know. And it was also just kind of like, this is stuff that's happened in the past or yeah. currently, you know, certainly the Cold War is... <laughs> existentially fearsome no no. as i was looking up what um what year came out it does show all the lyrics i'm going to give you some highlights uh and some (laughs) lowlights well the first line in there is la riots so that's how far back we're going so this is really picking, picking up where billy joel left off william that is william joel um william joel nuclear accident fukushima japan Second, that's I'll, I'll I'll take one from each stanza. How about that? All right. Uh, more more war in Afghanistan. Is that the rhyme? Or are you really just bouncing from one to the next, and they happen to both uh, end in an? Yeah, I'm I'm t- I'm taking one terrible thing from each stanza. Okay. Trump gets impeached twice. That was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, but like, just we're like, yeah. That's in a. That's a song lyric. It's a song lyric now. Sandy Hook. Oh, brother. Mm. Uh, anyway, you see where this is going. I, I won't bore I gotta everyone. I got to say, yeah, that was, I mean, even, to, it's it's hard enough. We were on our road trip seeing the, the road sign for, like, the exit for Sandy Hook, Connecticut, because yeah. it's there. It's, you know, community still. 
and a wealthy one at that. So yes, they have their own, you know, exit here for Sandy Hook. And it really was just like, Gah. yeah, it was really gutting even just to, to see it. Yeah. And yeah. So fallout boy really tapped into something here. <laughs> I can't, I still cannot believe that that exists, but anyway, I really, my day did have an uplifting note when I saw the news that the Bonnie tree could grow back. Yes. And that's really, really nice to know because I was feeling very like, like this is the end times. It's happening right now. Like, like just the storms and the fires and like the, um, the aliens coming, you know, like it's all happening Uh and it's over. It's just done. And, you know, that's because the beautiful thing about this movie, I mean, we could, if you want to start talking about the movie, no, we, we should save it. We should save it. We'll save, we'll save it. We have a lot to go before then, but holy cow, I do feel like it was a really perfect dovetailing of, even though I didn't think that watching it, I was like, this is really just ridiculous. This would never happen. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. In that way, in the Mm -hmm. specific way that it happens in the movie. Right. Or the, the know, vague the, way that the it happens in the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, yeah. Or just like the complete, I don't know. Well, whatever. Um, let's get into it. Let's get let's... into it. That was just my day and I'm feeling a little bit better now. Oh, my. my, my oh, and my job like it came back to life and everything's fine with that. So that was the other part of my day that did a U-turn right at the end. Oh, my gosh. But it's been a roller coaster. I'm really happy to be here with you now recording because this is always something I look forward to. So, Absolutely. And it, I, the road trip really was a source of such uh, really joy. Yes. It was so great. We spent It was just to see family, and we did see a few friends along the way. But it was – and those were some great times too. Oh, yeah, also had some great friend connection kid times. We did. And that was really wonderful. It was great to have those like stops along the way. Um, we even has a new pen pal. And <laughs> um, yeah, so we, of course, but it was a lot. It was a, a month. It was 20. I've never done anything like that in my whole life. And it was like yeah, kind of the first 10 days. And then it was like short stop, short stop, about as long up in Maine mm-hmm. with my dad and stepmom. And then we, and then like short stops along the way. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that kind of not killed us, but really was stressful. At the the end. final week. We of learned just a lot. Like, we yeah. did. We did. And also, yeah, like trying to work parts of the time <laughs> and all these things. It's a really, cause it, it really does feel like such a luxury to even think that you could possibly like just kind of pick up and go somewhere else for a month. But we are in that time and space where fortunately I can work and you didn't have to leave for a job as Mm -hmm. we were kind of preparing for, which would have sucked so hard. And we'd also just come off like, what did we do? We were like camping. You had just come off a travel job. It was like chaos. I had strep throat as we all talked. Yeah, we've talked about, yeah. Um, It kind of just went and it went and it went and our house was getting painted while we were away. Uh, my brother Caleb was here house sitting and was dealing with all that. I'm great. And there was a gigantic heat wave all across oh, it was the southern lot. United States. So it was, it was like a weird, it's a weird time. And it was weird to come back and be like, 
I started to say to someone today, like, it feels like I missed everything. And I had to catch myself and say, I did miss everything. It was like the whole summer, you know, where you mm-hmm. just meaning like, oh, yeah, it's August now. So like albums that were, you know, slated for August releases are happening now. People have yeah. shows coming up and stuff like that. Yeah. Work stuff. It's it's just like, yeah, my it, birthday is around the corner. Oh, right. Our anniversary is tomorrow 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 it's already happens in the past people you're welcome to wish us a happy anniversary though it's still fine um no it really felt like summer vacation it really felt like we were away and it felt so good to be come back it's just it did deeply deeply good and it was pleasant to take some summer like a break from some summer camp times yeah to like have let the kids just kind of have like yeah old school summer i guess um all in all, after all that time and getting back here, we knew that was going to be something of the focus of where we're taking this month's movie. And strangely enough, the choice around this wasn't even influenced by Cormac McCarthy's death, who wrote the book The Road, which mm-hmm. we both love very much. We had never seen this movie. It had been on our list to do for the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. And of course... The natural road trip connection was really what drew us here, but uh, a truly a favorite book and everything. And so it was really exciting to do it. It just uh, maybe wasn't the panacea we needed to, in order to uh, <laughs> relax. It really kind of had me feeling. I don't think we should be doing this. And then Carol was like, Uh, what movie you say the road from 2009 would you like to know what it was what it's about i'd love to know what it's about so here's unclear to me here's the thing (laughs) there's no recap from our favorite people unfortunately boy too bleak even for them there is an alum uh Mummy and Daddy alum Yusuf Piskin. Oh yeah, but it's it's such a tepid, like just it's not even fun. It's not even good, bad, bad, good. That I'm not even gonna read it. Okay, where are you gonna read? I'm gonna read a recap from Hugo. Hugo. I mean, it could be Hugo, but with two G's, I'm gonna say Hugo. That's Hugo. <laughs> All right, Hugo, welcome. All right. Welcome in, as people say. Have we talked about that on the show? No, but I tell everybody how insane it is. I don't understand. Just so they can also notice it and be upset. Okay. People say this. Listen up. You're going to, next time you walk into like the Vans store or, uh, (laughs) or a stationary store or a, uh, an ice cream store or a gym, a gym, anywhere there, there's somebody who just noticed you came in to buy something or give, give them money for something and they'll say welcome in yeah and they're not saying welcome in welcome in which is what i thought (laughs) germany was having a moment all right oh oh god buckle up here hugo it's a post-apocalyptic world several (laughs) years after whatever the cataclysmic event which has in turn caused frequent quakes as further potential hazards the world is gray and getting quickly grayer as more and more things die off 
a man and his preteen son, who was born after the apocalypse, are currently on the road. Their plan to walk to the coast and head south where the man hopes there will be a more hospitable environment in which to live. The man has taught his son that they are the good people who have fire in their hearts. Mm. <laughs> which, <laughs> God, it's like you've come this far. Why are you messing it up? <laughs> Why not just say what they actually say? Okay, anyway. <sighs> who have fire in their hearts which in combination largely means that they will not resort to cannibalism to survive. <laughs> <laughs> like truly the word count. We're about halfway through. The man owns a pistol with two bullets remaining, which he will use for murder suicide of him and his son. If he feels that that is a better fate for them than the life. I, I reject calling it a murder suicide. The point of the two bullets it, is a mute is a, is mutual it, suicide. Yeah. It would just hold, it would be a double suicide. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Huggo. Pull it together. It's not murder. Um, food and fuel are for what everyone is looking. Okay. Solid. The man has taught his son to be suspect of everyone that they meet. These strangers. Sus. These strangers who, out of desperation, may not only try to steal what they have managed to scavenge for their own survival, but may kill them as food. Although life with his father in this world is all the boy has known, he may come to his own thoughts as to what it means holistically to be one of the good or one of the bad. I mean, come on. In conclusion, wow. The Road is a movie about a man. And his <laughs> Meanwhile, the man occasionally has thoughts to happier times with his wife slash the boy's mother before the apocalypse, as well as not happy times as well as not as happy times with her after the apocalypse and the reason she is no longer with them. Huggo, like, I forgot how to read while I was reading that, so kudos. That's the end? Yes. Triple space, <laughs> courier new, C minus. You got this, Huggo. <laughs> oh, God. I yeah, mean, that's basically the whole movie. You yeah. Know, that tells you everything you wanted to know about it. Oh, made you probably decide whether or not you wanted to watch it. Um, he may come to his own thoughts as to what it means holistically to be one of the good or one of the bad. Wow. Just mm. just a really he was feeling that finely... Cr yeah, he, he took his time. He's basically so, Cormac McCarthy reincarnated. I know. He really, he really tried. It'd be fun if there was no punctuation in that. Yeah, that would like... be amazing. Oh my god, that makes me want to write my first recap. And do it in the style of Cormac McCarthy, but do it about the road. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign it like Huggo as Cormac McCarthy. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for the deep <laughs> heads in the plot summary section of IMDb. <laughs> I venture to say we are the only people who know at least this section of IMDb yes. recaps as well. Two out of 400 users found this helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. All right. Did the road scare you? I knew this was coming. This was something like it. Yeah. This is the height of fear for me. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is the scariest thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. imaginable. It's the most realistic thing 
possible. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Feels almost inevitable. This is wow. so bleak. So bleak. And remained so throughout because it is it is a story without hope um and it just like cut me right to the bone immediately but yes it did scare me even knowing the story and even knowing how it ends and not mm-hmm. even just existentially i thought it was a scary movie it was mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i um i was very scared by the cannibal house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and and I mean, yeah, their no, their entire journey, incredible villains. I thought it did a great job of capturing the book as well. It's not my review time. We'll get to that later. But I think it was. Um, yeah, the book I, was scary. I can't. Yeah, and I kind of can't believe this movie got made. In a yeah, way, you yeah. know, it is so unHollywood in its utter bleakness. Yeah, but Vigo just sunk his teeth right into it. Just give me that father trying to just survive. He did. Trying to keep his son alive. Oh, Vigo. This kid was basically his Hidalgo. (laughs) Was his horse in Lord of the Rings Morningstar? Sure. Let's go with that. He's a horseman, but also a boy raiser. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I found it. I found it very scary. Um, did Did you? Did this movie scare you? It did scare me. It scared me for all the reasons you said. I I had a realization. You know how you always say like, um, you have a moment in a scary movie where you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I watching mm-hmm. this? Why am I doing this to myself? I could, I could easily not be doing this. Correct. Well, my, my thing, I had that thought, but I also was, th- I, my, my version of that is like, when is this going to be over? Like, oh, yes. wh- and, and I, I feel like if I were in a movie theater, I would check my watch a lot. I was checking the running time. I, I was checking lot. the running. I was checking the running time. I would. I had to pee at some point, and it was kind of like I just need to like. Um, I need to know how much time. Like I paused yes. it, and I was like, "Okay, it's it's bad. It's bad. They still have half the movie left." And then I think you paused it, and it was like thirty minutes, and we're like, oh, God. "Yeah, I would check it every once in a while to pull clips or something else." And like, <laughs> also, Cormac McCarthy made this book mercifully short. Yes. It is not. It's a novella. It is a novella. It's a very quick read. I don't and I don't think there are chapter breaks in it or anything. He's obviously pretty notorious for kind of doing what he wants language wise. Um, But some of his other books are are far more dense. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, this is pretty breezy for. And I think that was intentional because it is like, how long can you possibly stay in this world? And also like it is a. It is a ticking clock, you know. Yeah. Um, and at some point, you even said, "Like, has he coughed into a handkerchief yet?" As we all know, Hollywood's universal sign that someone has cancer coughed and blood into coughed a... blood. Sorry, coughed blood into a handkerchief yet. Um, as it's Hollywood's universal sign <laughs> for telling us someone has cancer and they're about they're 
going to die imminently. Um, they're going to die in the movie, during the movie. And usually... Soon, very soon. Very soon. And almost right when you said that, he did not cough blood into a handkerchief. He coughed like a cup of blood onto the floor. <laughs> um, and that's just how this movie rolls. That's absolutely right. Yeah. It's also funny, like, watching... I'm still watching The Last of Us. I haven't, I'm I'm like halfway through, but I haven't really gone back to it because I, yeah, it's kind of, well, that's another story, another podcast, but um, this movie just does this so well. And it's so, oh, yeah. it's such a different kind of post-apocalyptic world than any other that you see. No, you know? completely. It really, was, it's almost like, another side of the coin from uh, Mad Max or something where it's just this truly, uh, I mean, they went, they went to great lengths mm-hmm. to show you the monochrome. world and yeah. uh, that monochrome gray is, uh, I mean, it's devastating. It really is. And like, but I will say I, it, I don't know. Oh. I mean, I don't know if anybody has, to, I guess I won't say, I'm actually not going to say, but, um, like even a thing that in the opening of the film, like one of his, as part of his old monologue, setting the stage for sort of where we're at in this world. I just, I love this part right here. There has been cannibalism. Cannibalism is the great fear. Mostly I worry about food. Always food. Food and the cold and our shoes. Yeah. Food, cold, and our shoes. That part was like, it was so practical. Because when in my um, flights of fancy about the <laughs> apocalypse world. That's what you call them, yes. Um, I, I think about most of the time. I do think about those the the things we take for granted mm-hmm. in our world yes. now the kind of you know the things that people don't really that I don't think get like brought up in a lot of say zombie movies and that kind of thing even like again very um kind of big worlds like the Walking Dead world and right. stuff like that where it's just like yeah not only not no access to like food and medicine and stuff yeah. like that things are starting to expire but just like the number of people who need corrective lenses or like mm-hmm. uh, CPAP machines <laughs> or um, yeah, or just like, yeah, the rubber on all the shoes in the world is going to start to like dry out and crack and fall apart and those kinds yeah. of things. And just sort of like, yeah, how are you going to just like move about this place that is also like rubble, you know, and yeah. then like you can't anyway, these are all, and I just love that as a, as a detail and I'm glad they, yeah, oh, so heavy, so very heavy. Glad, I'm glad <laughs> they brought it in there. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie, and it's detail, and it's you know what they did take from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're here to talk about parenting. That's right. The last parent, the second to last parent, second to last. Oh no. Robert Duvall had a boy once. Oh, God. At least there was the there was a musical number. Do you remember that part? 
Cannibalism in the trash can. Cannibalism in the trash can. Cannibalism in the trash can. Cannibalism in the trash. Oh, kitten. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Thanks, Boo. Oh, Boo. I'm going to listen to that so many times. It's yeah. so good. Anytime we get too dark today, we might have to just yeah. bust that out. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my God. I did forget about that. Thank you. Oh, amazing. Okay, what do you think was the best parenting move in this movie? That is a great question. It Because it, this is a good dad. It's a very good dad. It's not a bad dad. He's not a bad dad at all. And as Huggo tried to tell us, they they have a thing that they say, which is that you have to carry the fire inside of you. That's right. You have to carry the fire inside of you. They They basically talk about being a torch for humanity. I mean, they really are like maybe the only, some of the only good people left. You know, there's only a few that we meet. But yeah, they, they're committed to, you know, they have their, their limits, they have their boundaries mm-hmm. and they stick to them. Yes. And I think, I know he's a good dad because it even started before the boy was born mm. because my best parenting moment in this movie is that he let the woman played by Charlize Theron, uh, stand and move as she felt comfortable during yeah. her labor. Yeah, that's right. It was I it's the only standing squatting labor that I can picture in film. Yeah, especially like a home birth, home birth. where under duress it's usually yeah, on your back. Everybody's on their back. Yeah. It was one of the best labor portrayals I've ever seen. She's screaming. Yeah. The way I remember screaming. Mm-hmm. I remember that, and I remember it feeling like I was being murdered. I always say this, like it was a trash bag that's being ripped open and being I was being murdered in front of doctors and nurses, and they're all encouraging me to be murdered. That's what it felt like. That's right. And I remember after Boo, I was like, no. No, no, no. That's it. That's it for me. We don't do this again. I, 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 I mean, remember it vividly both times. And it is wild that still, yeah, you're how much women are encouraged to just lay down on their backs mm-hmm. in like this. It is a weird kind of ultimate patriarchal moment that like this that thing that we still hold on to like a weird cornerstone of it where it's just like these doctors who obviously never had to deal with it yeah uh we're just like well lie down so you're probably tired where then any woman who's ever like worked as a as a midwife Mm. in the profession is like stand and move well now so many people do it because like I would say I have no idea, but a good majority of women have epidurals, so it's not like you can stand up. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, I think feel like it's different, but I mean, at least they have like the different bed versions now. And that's some true. There can be a bar. They can put a bar over. Yeah. And stuff like that. God. Oof. But yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good. That was a very good parenting move. 
Um, I feel it? like the movie itself is such a he he has so many times where he's a good dad. So that that's a really good shout. Good shout, Josh. Thanks. What was your best parenting moment of this movie? Well, I did also choose something from their time at home. Um, and so the, the mom leaves. The mom leaves because she wants to die. She yes. wants to, for all this to be over. And they haven't even set foot on the road yet. Like, she's done. That's right. Which is, like, very relatable content to me. But I think the best thing she did was leave her hoodie. I mean, not her hoodie, her beanie. Oh, very nice beanie, by the beanie. way. And her jacket. She she Durable. basically like strips down and like walks into the into the woods. Yeah, out um, into the night, into the dark. We into just, the dark. And the cold. Yeah, she's just done, which is pretty brutal. But I was like, great thinking, because the little boy wears that beanie throughout the movie, and it's really really good it's absolutely true yeah (laughs) could have even saved his life and i also feel like you know her leaving i don't fault her for that at all like i feel like she you know she doesn't like say goodbye which is so brutal but it's also like what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do i I understood the rationale of that in the moment of like yeah, of the sort of pleading and begging of it and then her just being like, but why? Yeah. You know? Like, I gotta go. And I mm-hmm. imagine after you've had that conversation so many times and your husband's just like, no, we gotta survive. And you're like, I'm done. That I'm, I imagine it gets pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was played very well. It felt like that. Like, they, they've, this has been... They've been fighting for this a, a while. is a marriage on the rocks. Yeah. As it is. Yeah. And... They've had this conversation a thousand times. Yeah. So she just takes matters into her own hands. And ultimately he lets her, you know, he could have physically stopped her yeah. or something, but would have been a moot point. I think recognizing this is letting go. Yeah. And it was a boy. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be tough, you know? Um, <laughs> Stop. Stop. And this is not inevitable. The road is not inevitable, Josh. Not f- that's I, true. I don't think in. We'll look. Okay, we can get to that later. But well. what is um, <laughs> what is the worst parenting move move that you noticed in this movie? Um, I it was there are some bad ones. You know, yeah, there are yeah. some bad moves. But look, I have them on a daily basis when when I just when I just get into- fed up. Oh, okay. With our own children. I thought you meant like going down into a basement, the, a locked basement door. Is that your worst parenting? No, it wasn't. But um, I just, you were like, this yeah. happens to me daily. Well, I, I like, because there's some things I didn't love. Like I didn't love when they're inside the big rig and he tells the boy that he has to forget about his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I didn't like it when he put the, his, gun to the boy's head in the cannibal bathroom but yeah the one that but he was about to do it and i i get that yeah it's true it just freaked me out and then Mm, yeah but the one to me the worst parenting moment was the quote-unquote like lesson he gave him about the thief 
who is mm. Michael K. Williams, mm-hmm. most famously Omar from The Wire, also passed away. Um, but incredible actor, great brief performance in this when they meet him on the shore and he, uh, and he's stolen their cart. And the man decides that he's going to make an example of him to show strength and he's going to make him strip down naked and they're going to take their stuff back, which is a death sentence. Grant, like taking his shoes is a death sentence. And, uh, and it's also where he starts to slip, right? It's like where Mm -hmm. he, it's his like, I'm sure what's the story name for this? Like it's his fatal flaw. It's his thing. Like the thing that yeah, dark night of the soul, the dark night of the soul. Yeah. Where he's changed himself in a way. And that like, you can tell the, the boy also recognizes that, that it's like, this isn't, this isn't what we talked about and this isn't the right thing. And he never apologizes and he just, he does try to just bring the clothes back, but that's also just like an empty gesture at that point you're it's like you're almost better off keeping them and giving them to someone else you might pass along the way because it is like he certainly just also wandered off to die like it is uh yeah yeah. um that was brutal that was that was my worst parenting moment yeah what was your worst parenting moment in this movie that was that was on my list Mm. yeah that was um that was on my list um and i do think it was the worst and you're supposed to feel that way you know you're supposed to feel like he's he's not in his right mind anymore he's not he's surviving for the wrong reasons now you know like he's. i mean even when he right so when that man steals their stuff it's because vigo has gone and even though he's ill he's already coughed the cup of blood up he swims out to a boat a capsized um like it's like a a sunken oil tanker or something yeah cruise ship sure yeah he swims out gets like a flare gun something it's not as helpful as they needed to be and he leaves his son who's sick who's also sick right now yes and I was like, you know what? That was a bad move. It was your fault. And I think that he knows it's his fault. And it's like this whole reckoning of like, I need, I don't know. It's just like a very sad, sad part of the movie where you're like, you are no longer making the right decisions right. for your kid. So, well, it's not long for him after that, but um. The other thing that I will say is that, like, I think they just, like, left the bunker too early. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it, I think the move would have been, because he heard some dogs barking and he thinks that people are coming back to get, but, like, then they have time to pack up a cart and... And they don't see anyone. When they don't see anyone. And so, in my mind, you stay in the bunker until you have only enough food that you can carry with you. And then you go. Because, like, the cart's so a bad idea, I think. Yeah, a necessary evil, perhaps, and it was a good cart, but... It was a good cart. It does feel like whoever had this bunker is certainly dead, and the idea that someone else might randomly come upon it... Probably not. Probably not, because the shelves are fully stocked, but they're so paranoid, understandably. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to stay alive, but I agree. That one was... That was also on my like short list of worst parenting moments. It's like, you have 
um, I forget where is security not at the at the, like the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It mm. feels like it's pretty high up there. Like you really want uh, yeah. shelter and security, and they have it there mm. in a way that and the food. kid is really like doesn't remember having. In a way, oh. they were able to bathe and mm-hmm. brush their teeth. What are those teeth like, Carol? They're not in there anymore. They're definitely not in there at this point. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. It's rough. Can I give you a fan theory about this movie? Sure. As I was watching it, like the only thing I think that was keeping my blood pumping okay. during it, um, or keeping my blood pressure down, or whichever way you <laughs> want to look at it. Um, I kind of wonder is this the Ned Flanders story? Oh, I like really don't know what you mean by that so okay do you know who ned flanders is from yes the Simpsons? i do know who ned so, flanders is mustached guy super religious right that's his big thing he's very, he's a goody two-shoes okay right very kind neighbor and i believe the man in this as we noticed he has a mustache yeah in the pre previous times he and his son uh who is the only one who survived? Granted, he has twins in The Simpsons. Or he, he has, has two boys. Not twins, but the two brothers. Oh. Rod and Todd. Oh, and God. I thought he was. Wow. See, this is how little I know about The Simpsons. I thought the nerdy kid was his son, but okay. Even at some point, his wife dies. And. Whoa. And so does. His maybe, wife dies yeah. on The Simpsons? Yeah. On what? And. I don't remember actually. It was but like it was this like uh it was a, Mr. Hooper dying on Sesame Street? Did yeah. they deal with it in a serious way? I don't remember what happened. Well But I'm wondering for this you know, maybe for the Hollywoodization of it, they didn't want it to be two boys. Cormac didn't. And he just kept say Rod, okay. called him the boy. And so he's trying to carry his religious flame through to the end of this movie. And I'm just kind of wondering, because he has a lot of religious conversations with the people he meets. He is very godly. He sa- he says in the beginning, if this, if my son isn't like the, like the voice of God, then God never spoke. Oh, I love that. Beautiful line. And, uh, and, if, and I wonder if this is just how he ends and like, would not maybe the most righteous man in Springfield end up being the last man on earth. That's wow. Wow. That's a pretty weak theory. Thank There's you. nothing really besides the mustache and the religious stuff. But well, he I doesn't like have it. a lot else going on. Okay, as a character. <laughs> um, but okay, it's just something I thought about. Maybe there, maybe there were twins, and then they ate one of they them. They ate one. <laughs> or, or I, t- I sent you that picture of the man. He looked very pregnant, but it was really his his twin. Who had been growing inside of him? Let's go. Okay. Tell everybody. I mean, that's really it. It was just uh, his 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 unborn twin had been inside his body his whole life, and they they had to cut it out. To... So it did it continue to grow? Is that what we're yeah. being led? Yeah, to Yeah, but not alive, not alive. Just like a just like a tumor. Just like a tumor. Okay. But it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the reference. <laughs> you have your things. I've got mine. You know? Oh, yeah. We're all kindergarten cops at heart. All right. Let's see here. There's, um, th- there was. Junior. Junior Josh. No. That's from kindergarten cop. 
Jr. Is when he's pregnant. Yeah. But he says it's not a tumor in Kindergarten Cop. Because he has a headache because all the kindergartners are screaming at him. Oh, I thought it was from Junior. Wouldn't that make more sense? (laughs) (laughs) Did he respond? Why are you so pregnant? (laughs) Like, what is this bump growing? You can't be you can't be pregnant. You're a man. Says maybe it's a tumor, and he yells, "It's not a tumor." Maybe he does it in both. He does say, "I'll be back in several movies." (laughs) He was going for a second one, and it was, "It's not a tumor." I've never seen either movie. Oh. Well, I've got some some watching to do. Oh man, I just don't believe this. <laughs> if well, we really do need to talk about something, okay. We need to talk about soda. Soda. That is soda. literally what I could not remember earlier that I wanted to talk about earlier. I am uh-huh. so glad you brought this up. I'm so okay. glad you brought this up. <laughs> Okay, so this summer, Josh decided to let our kids have soda. No, 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 no. This very recently, very recently before the summer started, you said, let's have some Sprite or Starry at some kid's birthday party. That's right. And then the it was the, the only drink the dam on offer. was broken, and this summer it was all at least Wu could think about at mealtime. It was the best case uh, for not ever get letting your kids have soda because they truly, it is crack and their brains treat it like that. And it was something that I feel like I dealt with very well on the road, our, our road. But it was burning my biscuits. Oh, yeah. Oh, it burns my biscuits. I just But I also think this is this is one of those many things that like not letting yes, them have yes, it yes. is far worse than letting them have it. Because especially yeah. the way seeing in the couple of other instances prior to that where we would had soda and Boo, who is also much more of a sweet tooth they rarely ever finished the sodas. It it's was they drink like an inch of the cup mm-hmm. and be done with it because it's not hydrating. And kids, modern children are constantly <laughs> hydrated. And yeah, and it's just not and I thought and so when he would ask about sodas and that kind of thing, I tried not to even though we would try to say like, well, yeah, you can't have Coke because it has caffeine in it. I did say if I, you know, if I'm ever having one and you want to try it you can Mm. and but i said i also don't drink soda so like it's pretty rare that i have one but it was like if we can get one out you know we'll do it and the timing makes sense and whatever and so we were we were a soda fountain at a restaurant and i let him have like i poured some into the cup and he had a sip and he didn't care about it and that's that so i'm just like it, it to me is so much better than building up and letting it be this thing no no it was it 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 didn't it it actually worked out pretty well i feel like they were kind of thinking of it as like a treat and a summer thing like they haven't really talked about starry too much like it's almost like in certain settings yeah they never they've never once asked for it like at home 
Yeah, or even at the grocery store, if you're yeah. just like, no. Every once in a while, he'll be like, ooh, Sprite. You see it there, and it's just like, no. And it's you move on, because yeah. it's just like a treat. Uncle Dieter, on our road trip, even had a... Oh, he did. He had a great hack. He great had a great hack. A great hack when of if you treat a drink like a treat, if you literally say... um. Oh, we can, you know, oh, we can't go get ice cream or something, but let's, why don't we stop in their case at Wawa and you, we could get a drink or mm-hmm. you're on a, you're on the road trip. It's like, who wants a drink? You know, mm-hmm. I'll get you something. And then they can pick and it's like, they might not pick soda also, right. but it's also, then it's like, if that's the treat and you're drinking 200 calories of sugar, uh, but then that's it. Yeah. It's not, it's not the end of the world. And like, because we don't, we don't subsist on fast food and that kind of thing it's not constantly something face, that's in yeah. their in their face and something they're presented with but it's like i don't mind and like the net amount of milkshakes we get them at like shake shack and stuff it's just like okay if that gets supplemented with a root beer i'm not mad you know yeah yeah but um yeah it is tough i did tough. It, it was, was it was to... still it was crazy just watching his like how bananas he was going over right. soda like obs- obsessed with the idea yeah. of trying them and yeah. wanted to know everybody he'd met he was ta- telling them what's your favorite soda what kind of sodas do you know yeah like, it was yeah. very cute <laughs> and very shocked intense that they didn't like orange soda me too shocked yes i i think boo got one and i ended up drinking some of it and i'm like oh it's pretty good actually like yeah, it was i, I thought, had like a sub and i was like i'm gonna have some more of that orange soda because they good. were polar we were in new england and oh. they were it was a polar orange soda got it which they do it's like an orangina type of thing it's got like a little yeah. bit of like two percent juice in it or something so yeah. it has that or like one of those san pellegrinos soda drinks mm-hmm. and but i thought it was polar seltzer so i grabbed two for me to do it so they had two cans of soda we like really never drink but it was super good i drank mine delicious the soda scene in the road is heartbreaking oh absolutely devastating yes really really a sharp contrast to our road trip of flowing starry flowing sprite you know just all the soda you you know you want at a at a meal you can have you know yeah kind of and like you said they weren't drinking that much but this was like they found it in old in an old vending machine found one coke like stuck up there and the boy had never Never drank any coke. Oh, so he had never had one. So that would have been a real treat for him. So you're yeah. saying we should have waited for Woo <laughs> to be on the in, road. In on the actual yeah. road. <laughs> also. It's, it's tough because like Coca-Cola is great. It's delicious. It's yeah. great. It's like, I don't, we don't keep it in the house, but for hangovers. But when I need it, it is perfect. Yes. And I don't want to explain that to them. <laughs> That's true, but yeah. a, but a, a fountain coke on ice is really a it's a thing of beauty, you know. It really is. Yeah. Um. It's also the ultimate product placement by Coke to get that. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Yes. What uh, do you think? Yeah. What movie do you think has the most product placement? I actually know this because my dad sent me an article today about this. Oh my god! The movie with the most product placement of all time. Oh, uh, Demolition Man. No. Huh. Do I need to take another guess? If you want to. Boom. It's a it's a more recent movie. Oh, weird. And is it like 
It's a comedy. A comedy movie about uh, is it something like Talladega Nights? Because they have all like the NASCAR cars. Or it something? is Talladega Nights, Josh. Oh my god! <laughs> a product placement every eight point two four minutes, the highest frequency of any feature film. That's incredible. I cannot believe. Incredible. That. What brand has the most product placements on uh, on both film and TV? It's got to be Coca Cola. No. Pepsi? No, it's not a it's not a food. It's not a food at all. The most product placements. Yeah. And it's not a food. Oh, is it is it a car? No. Oh, I have no idea then. Apple. Wow. It I is... think about it all the time. Yeah, do, yeah. I think about it every time it comes up. Oh, we were watching the bear the other night and they're all holding their phones, no cases, and they work in restaurants bullshit yeah <laughs> they're all holding it with splayed fingers like yeah. this you can just barely see that little shiny apple mm-hmm. underneath it it's sometimes really we have to be careful to have generic like some brands don't want you to show apple products that's right so it's always a, a bit of a dance in my field um can i throw one more fan theory at you while we're talking about the coca-cola okay is vigo is he the real grandpa joe in this scene where he's telling the boy no take it take it it's for you oh that's what that made me think of oh my god the depth the last wonka bar oh josh the despair oh yeah okay Mm. 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 i think it's time for interview with a vampire oh no way interview with a vampire Easily our best segue. It's the best segue. Okay. I mean, I feel like you probably know what I'm going to ask you. I don't. Okay. What would you do? And I'm not talking about the hit television show, Josh. Oh, (laughs) you don't want to talk about it? I do. Okay. But I also want to know what you would do. But I also discovered what would you do, the show this um few weeks ago really. on the road on the road that was my Our friend experience. jamie showed us the show what would you do that's apparently been on for like 30 years at least 20 and to me looks like a segment from 2020 i really really encourage you listeners creeps if you don't know this show i i very strongly recommend some sort of beverage or however you like to re- relax Yes. Alter your state. Unwind. Alter your state a little bit. Search for what would you do? And it is so good. Lots of YouTube segments. So you can watch like what is the the premise. Should we tell the premise? I mean, the premise is it's basically like (laughs) real people put in a situation. Actors put in a situation with real people with the premise being what would you do if this played out in front of you? Yeah. So like two actors first they act it out just so you're super clear what's going to happen so they know who the actors are yeah and you know who the actors are they act out like okay group of girls are sitting at a table and one of them just got engaged and the other one is making fun of how small her ring is and how she should leave this guy because he clearly doesn't care about her and so then in an actual restaurant these actors are playing out this scene there's hidden cameras everywhere 
and they're baiting all the people around them basically to weigh in. Yes. And this, I mean, there's so many different scenarios. I'm telling you, 20 years of episodes here. And the host is like watching from a booth somewhere, like an eye in the sky. Mm-hmm. Commenting. Commenting on it. He's feeding lines to the actors. And then at some point, he'll walk out when he's like, oh, that's the perfect moment. And he comes out and like introduces himself as though you're supposed to know who he is. And it's incredible. It's a really wild show. But only if you've done the right thing, he'll like come and congratulate you. You always know when somebody's not done the right thing because usually their faces are blurred out because usually it's like horribly embarrassing that they, you know, clearly did the wrong thing. That's true. There was only one time that he came out when somebody did the wrong thing and she stood her ground, which I thought was great because I thought the whole premise was flawed of that one. I don't even remember that happening. It was like this woman, it's like she's a she's a neat freak. Like she's trying to Marie Kondo this retail store. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. She's she like, was just she's refolding like, <laughs> all the shirts. She like dropped a pile of shirts on the floor and stuff. And started like... refolding them and this girl's like, stop, you have to stop. And she's like, look, this is really disrespectful. Like you you have to stop. And I guess the point was for people to join in. It was very flawed. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, okay. That's the I imagine <laughs> this goes deep. I want to see a listicle of a 17 like most unhinged yes. <laughs> what would you do uh premises. Um but what would I do on the road? Yeah, stop stop avoiding the question here. Um who am I in this scenario? I also just want to say that I this show the actual show has led me to think that I'm on the show a lot. Like it's led me oh to believe gosh. that I'm on the show. Anyway. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> um, well, all right. Yeah. If I'm... But, uh, no, um, you are Vigo. Okay. I'm Vigo. I'm on the road. I got just one of them or I got both the kids. Am I just literally Vigo let's, on the road? No, let's say you have both our kids. Good golly. And I've walked into the night. Okay. Um, or I haven't, whatever. The point is, what would you do? I would have stayed in the bunker. That's for GD sure. I think that I would have... What about from the beginning? <sighs> That's really hard to say. I think... I'd like to think I would uh, try to seek a life <laughs> for everyone, you know? It is... Well, that's kind of my Ned Flanders thing. It is kind of wild. There is a point in this story where it does seem maniacal Mm -hmm. that he is pursuing life in this scenario because it seems so truly impossible and implausible that there is going to be anything. There are no insects alive. Yeah. They like find a bug and they're like, minds are blown. Yeah. One of my favorite... Um, I thought it was a sweet, hopeful moment, though. I like that kind of better than seeing like, ah, there's a bloom of a flower. You know, I thought <laughs> it was cool to be like, there's a beetle. They survived. So I don't know, maybe us. And um, I mean, one of my favorite moments from the book that is not captured in the movie is tells you just how dire the situation is. When they do finally get to the coast, mm-hmm. they describe the smell the smell he knows yeah. of the ocean. But it smells, I think he describes it like iodine, like a very like septic, because it's just, mm. at this point, salt water. There's nothing alive in it. Oh There's nothing God. to make the seaweed kind of marine smell that we know 
because that is all made from organic material and there's nothing. Oh my God, Cormac, you thought of everything. In the ocean. And so like, I think about that and it is like, I've, I read this book what like when it came out, and so I don't mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like it's stuck with me since then, and I very healthy, <laughs> yeah, and I do just in the healthiest way possible, in the healthiest way possible. Um, I would still like to think I I would try to seek out um, a life, and I would not eat people, and um, but I think I would try to build more community. And I know that's really hard to do, but I think I would be seeking out other people. I I think yeah, I the feel part like... of them being alone on the road is really tough. I would have kept Robert Duvall. I would you know, like I would have kept everybody. Well, I also feel like you probably kill him. It's it's so hard with and I like how vague everything is because it's like who cares how everything happened? Nobody cares. You just that you're in the world, you're on the road, you don't need to know what exactly happened. But it's like, why were they just sitting at home and how were they surviving at home through her this whole this kid's whole childhood? Yeah. Like he's at least nine. Right. And so I mean I think they do kind of allude to the fact that it took, say, a decade for everything to start dying off and like some right, other but like stuff, how are fires they and even else. and why why aren't they doing that work then like why aren't they doing the community? yes that's a, i know, think that like, is a misstep of it or, or whatever where it just it kind of loses touch with like it skips over humanity that of like yeah, what humanity yeah. really would do so that's difficult but yeah i love that about you yeah what would you what would you do? I would not let you do that and I would kill all of us. We would all be dead. Not, not even a chance would I never Good to know. Never, Josh, I would never I would over my over all of our dead bodies would you go out on the road with the kids? Absolutely with all that going on? No. You're subjecting them to the cannibal house? Absolutely not. For what? For I wouldn't what? go inside the cannibal house. I you're trying to I wouldn't find have seen food. that dripping meat hook and you're those starving. pots out there. You know what they're doing. I know what you're like at four o'clock. You'd be starving. You'd uh, be starving. You'd go into any house that you thought I don't have food. <laughs> I might. I but I would follow my nose. I would <laughs> To the cannibals. To the cannibals. I am I'd probably smell pretty good, actually. That's mm. I <laughs> Ooh. Roasting something over there. You got a stew going? Yeah, you got a stew going. Oh, <laughs> What can I add to the pot? I have to think of something that I bring. We'd play Listen, that game. I just, for what? For what? For what do we, are? this is not living. I'm never in a, in a situation like this. I'm never going to be the one to be like, hey, let's just like try to survive in this horrible world. No, mm-hmm. I'm on to the next thing. I don't think that this life, like it's just my whole worldview. Like, I just don't feel like it's, this isn't it. Like, there's yes. other stuff we got to get it going because this is not if like I really don't believe that it's just nothing after this. I think it's something. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we need to do this to ourselves like humanity has failed. That's it. Good night. Mm-hmm. Let's all go to bed in, you know, the in the car with it running. And we just that's it. We don't That'd have to do this. Yeah. Not, I mean, especially not with the kids, obviously the age that they are right now, but even if they were That's so sad a little old, I know it's too sad, it's too sad, it's too sad. Wait, do it. Play it. Play it. Which one? Just the le- levity. I need levity. Oh, yeah. Cannibalism in the trash can.
Cannibalism in the trash can. Cannibalism in the trash can. Cannibalism in the trash can. Cannibalism in the trash can. Oh, look at this baby. She don't know what's going on. Deep, deep cut. Deep well, cuts always. Yeah, that's the hard truth about my my take. It's just not gonna okay. happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which yeah. is so funny because I feel like for so much of our climate talk, I'm like the op- the optimist. I'm always like pulling you out of a hole. Like, yeah. And it's more of that. You're more just pulling me out of the hole as opposed to being the optimist about it, I think. I'm I think that I skew optimist. Okay. I think we're both pretty real. I think we're both realists. Uh-huh. But I also feel like I skew towards a I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying it just is what it yeah. I usually am trying to bright side everything. I'm usually trying to look for the positive, whereas you're just like Let's go, let's dive down and let's go to the Titanic. Let's just. I would not dive to the Titanic. I know that. I just mean like, let's go to the bottom. Let's go to the depths. Yeah. You the would bottom. absolutely not go to the Titanic. Jesus. No. But Maybe I did in this have scenario, to explain. I would. I did have to explain the submersible to the kids. Oh. Have to is a strong word. Yeah. But. <laughs> I Mommy. Did. <laughs> because. Would it be possible? Well, I blame you and your eyewitness leftovers. Your I your eyewitness oh, books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Boo, our five and a half year old, got his grubby little hands on a eyewitness Titanic book, and then yes, it was that's all Caleb's. that's not mine. That's well, a modern one. It had a CD in it <laughs> that they the kids desperately wanted to use. Yes, they, they were like, "What is this record? <laughs> that's it's a record, which is just amazing." CD and I was like it's hard to tell them it's like there's not even music on this thing they have some concept that there's music CDs we have some and yeah. that they're like it's got clip art on it this titanic <laughs> clip art you could use to embellish your stationery <laughs> like it is uh, it is wild it is a beautiful there's no relic. way that you could play it that somebody in the car was arguing with me I think your dad was trying to tell me we he could put it he had, in oh he was saying computer. he had a disc drive in his computer yeah. still when but you were like no we couldn't way. even get there there'd be no way anyway we were talking with the titanic and then you know as adults talk to each other as though kids can't hear and are listening to everything that you say the submersible was brought up and so i would just explain it i was like look this happens uh people go down to the titanic mm-hmm. and you could do it safely but these people didn't it did a dumb thing and they right. they imploded and then we talked about that for a lot a lot great they're fine um well i've got a where are they now to bring us home oh yeah you do it's mummy and daddy's totally awesome where are they now so do you know what the boy has been in since no i have no idea it's pretty incredible because when you do you will he so most notably and most recently, he is the bo- the other boy in Power of the Dog. Oh, dang. So he has been in a lot of stuff, but he 
I think that's the thing that I really like recognized him from. Yes. Wow. He's, he's he was in Dolomite is my name. He was in X-Men Dark Phoenix, Deadpool. Um, oh, so who is he? What's his X-Man? Oh, he's Nightcrawler. He's Nightcrawler. Yeah. Cute. But in the new Yes, yes, yeah. yes. He's not um, coming. And oh, I mean yeah. so many things. He's in the Planet of the Apes movies. He's just a very uh, very um established Shit. yeah very just credit upon credit as in the let me in remake did you say yeah that? the let crap. me in remake and oh my god he was so good in power of the dog yeah he's excellent so, wow. and he's so good in together. this like he's just so good he's beautiful too he's just like a beautiful little kid so it's all the more heart-wrenching that's right as if they knew what they had mm. what's um are we are we gonna would you want to rate this kid right now? Let's rate him. Oh, should we switch it up? Are we rating a kid first? Oh, I suppose we could. That's mine, isn't it? I guess I'm usually the the kid rating. You can do whatever you want. I could I could provide a, a rating system. Um, I I'll rate this kid. Okay. All right. Uh how many how many spilled bowls of beans do you uh Oh God Give the kid in this movie. Out of how many? Oh, boy. Out of bean bowls, you got... That's a 10 bean bowl system. I'm giving him 10 bowls. 10 bowls of beans. He's boo-yow, hungry. Boo-yow, boo-yow. He's a hungry. Fill him up. He'd be so sick. That was my other thoughts while they were... Oh, when they were chowing down. Bunker chowing down, they'd all just be sick. You'd be shitting yeah. yourself. You'd be yeah. barfing up everything. You would yeah. be fantastic. Would be Mr. So Fox fun. taught us that you gotta take little sips of water when you're starving. You gotta you gotta ready your belly before you eat. Oh wow, okay. That's what it said in the book. I just remember that also from when I was a child reading that book. Oh so wow. It sticks with me. I'm good. Wow. How about you? How many bowls? He's a ten bean bowl boy. Without a doubt. <laughs> Who says less? Who says less? God, give him one also, thing. Also, he's alive. Give him one thing in this life. So cute how he like needs some time alone from his dad and he like goes and plays with his toys and like colors. Yeah. It's so cute. It was just so like dead on. Like no matter how old he is truly, he's still just like a kid. He's just a kid who wants to go play with his action figures. He wants a boy to play with. He wants a boy to play with. Nobody's playing with me. That's right. not from the movie. <laughs> oh, that's the one blessing they have. He has no <laughs> idea what that's like. Okay. I'm going to rate this movie. Yes, I do. I do want to rate this movie. How many... How many bunker joints do you give this movie? Bunker joints? Bunker joints. Like joints that you... Marijuana. Oh, marijuana bunker joints. Oh, right. He's got his little... That's right. He's got his little uh, joint there. His little jibber. He's... uh, Wow, great. Marijuana cigarette. Um, But from a bunker. We call it a bunker joint. Out of how many? Um, Out of five. Brother, I'm giving it five. 
Wow. I, I, it was great. It was a great movie. I'm just, I think it's also insane that it was made. I think it's insane that Guy Pierce's name is on the poster. <laughs> that is very generous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it, Robert Duvall or Michael K. Williams did not get their names on the poster. The three names are Vigo, no. Charlize, no. Guy Pierce. No. That's what I saw. There's, no, no. Vigo's at the top. Sure. It's Guy Pierce, Charlize Theron. Even and, crazier. And I believe Robert Duvall on the poster. Man. Well, regardless, I think yeah. that's a bit nuts. But it was, uh, it did everything the book did, minus the one thing I mentioned. And I guess also it does leave, the end is unambiguous, that the boy is in a modicum of safety with a family that somehow has kept a dog alive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and With Jackie from House of Cards. Yes, and uh, I forget her name on Deadwood, but she's great in Deadwood. And uh, Alma, I think. Anyway. Um, and the... But, but like, it was... It's so well done. They use so much of the language mm. from the book. They do. So it's beautifully written. Vigo is incredible in it. All the... in the And the five other actors in it there's no, you know, there's nothing wasted in this movie. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, it's a real accomplishment, I think, to be able to make it and have it look believable. Oh, totally. It was so beautifully done. And I, I guess they shot it truly all over, like, the yeah. country. It's looked like from the credits, there was, it was Pennsylvania and Oregon and... Louisiana, I think. Yeah, like... Yeah. They, I feel like they really sought out some incredible locations. Yeah. Um, and a lot here? of it looked practical. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is digitally whatever. Obviously, obviously a lot of it's digitally uh, messed with, but it looked just super convincing. Obviously, they didn't find like a crumbled yeah. roadway anywhere, but I just mean the natural parts of it looked. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was... It was great. What it was did great. You, what did you? How? What would you give it? How many? How? Uh, how many? Uh, bunker uh, joints. Bunker joints. Would you give it out of five? Um, I wasn't gonna give it five out of five, but I you don't have to. But I'm going to. No, it's it's. I don't know what more I could possibly ask for. Um, out of this adaptation, which is so hard to do, and especially a Cormac McCarthy book, like you know, let's, let's call it a novella, but still. I remember weeping at this book. I think yes. I read it on a plane. Like, I think I wrote, I read it in the course of a plane ride. And uh, this, this movie, it didn't, I don't know if, I don't, no, I didn't cry, but I, I did feel feelings, a lot of feelings. And to make it also a scary movie that makes you that sad. Yes. Like, that's rare. That's really it is, rare. It is tough to do. And I, it's also like, yeah, it's pretty obvious that it's going to do that, but didn't have to, didn't have to, you know, that's the intent. The intent is to scare you and to make you sad. And it did those things. It did those things. In a beautiful way. It's deeply unfunny. No, there's not nothing funny about it. No. Yeah. 
it's gone. Everything's gone from the world, which is why we will never be on the road, Josh. We were on our road and now we're off of it. We're home and we won't be on the road ever. And I'm not trying to say that to assure you. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> made that very clear. <laughs> I'm not going to make it there. No, I'm just saying, like, we don't have to. That'll never happen. And, uh, yeah. Someone will take the blanket off my corpse, <laughs> <laughs> wrap it around their child. It's a really you know? nice blanket, though. They had some great, those bunker blankets were like Pendleton. Oh, they were real nice. Yeah, yeah. Somebody stocked that up, right? Oh, yeah. It was so nice. A doomsday in there. prepper. So clean. Like, well, that, would have, that was such a cool thing. All, all of a sudden, you're in this like world with light and color, and it's clean. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was really great. Did you hear about that woman who spent like seven months in a cave alone for like scientific research like she was doing? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, she said it was the best seven months of her life. (laughs) (laughs) And did she just read a ton of books? Was that the whole thing? Yeah, she read a ton of books. She did like calisthenics basically to like keep herself in shape. But they were just like testing. They were doing all these tests on her. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Can I get while we're in the this is end of summer one quick scary good stuff oh. for summer reading? Yes. I just bought and read as a new comic book store opened in our neighborhood a comic by James Tinian who mm-hmm. also wrote some of my f- favorite recent things I've read like Department of Truth and uh, The Nice House on the Lake, but he has a series called Something is Killing the Children. And it is a fantasy horror comic book series and i believe there's probably four or five volumes out i've only read the first one and i'm fully fucking in it seems great and the guy at the comic book store said it really kicks in in volume four he loves it that like most recent one the most i'm gonna read it so uh a little recommendation probably gonna be a movie on the podcast at some point that's probably true yeah if we make it that far (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh my gosh as in we're we'll be on the road so we won't be able to record mm, maybe <laughs> um but boy until then don't be a creep get in touch you can email us at mummyxdeady at gmail.com we are on instagram twitter and facebook at mummyxdeadypod Visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeady.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is carrying the fire inside.